Welcome to Conversate, a podcast where we engage in conversation. Today, I, Pastor Kevin, will be engaging in a conversation with our Director of Youth and Campus Ministry, Marcus Huff, as we talk about Ezra, Nehemiah, uh, the the exiles uh, over in Babylon, and, and how significant this moment was in their story, and yet how God was working even in the depth and the darkness uh, of this blip in time. Uh, we'll think about our own stories and where God might be working in them, uh, not only in the good, uh, but also in the bad, and, and what direction we need to look uh, to build up our hopes. We hope you enjoy. Well, good morning, Marcus. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing well. Feeling rested. Good. Uh, yeah. Day of life, sunny out. That's it's like gorgeous. This is peak summer right now. Yeah. Well, it's like every day of this summer. And when I came up last year, people said like, "Whoa, this is a really nice summer." Yeah. Like, enjoy it. But I feel like this summer's been even nicer than last. It's summer. been yeah. It's been really amazing. They're all like this, Kevin. I'm not, mm. I'm just gonna tell you, they're always like this. You oh, know. Well, great. The winters always look like the one you just experienced. Really light <laughs> snow. <laughs> They start uh, early and they just kind of disappear. And summer is always like this, you know? You know, uh, Marcus, I would believe you, but there's a giant, like, ruler Oh yeah. Uh, on the way up to, like, Copper Harbor. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little red arrow-y It's just signal. for tourists, us locals. Oh. We don't pay any attention <laughs> to that. That just ramps up, like... <laughs> I just included myself as a local. I've only been here not even five years yet, but, you, you know, gotta, you whatever. You start doing it. I'm more local than you, I Ex- guess. Exactly. You know, it's all relative. But yeah, it's gorgeous out. Yeah, yeah. Have you been making good use of the uh, summer? We we have, you know, a lot of backyard activities and took the youth. We went tubing on the canal and, and water skiing uh, on Sunday, and that was awesome. So that was actually my first time on the canal on a boat. Wow. So yeah, I've yet to do that it myself. Was, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. So if you have a boat, Pastor Kevin, I was gonna say that's a ride. shameless so, plug. There you go. Help, help them out. Any uh, building projects this summer, Marcus? I built a fence. Mm. That was a recreation of the existing fence built like in the 60s at our house. Oh, cool. So that I could so you get to... It. Yeah, I replicated one section and added an addition to it. And then I needed to build a sandbox, but we needed a fence because there's a drop-off by that area for safety purposes. So recited the garden shed a few random things going on a couple couple projects there's a lot more projects on my list it's just how it works yeah yeah well i knew yeah like i knew you're kind of a builder guy yeah you do some handy work i have absolutely zero skills in that really? department yeah. uh well, yeah you know that uh, we do share a wall <laughs> you've seen my hammer come straight through the we, no. we, yeah, we yeah yeah <laughs> There was actually a discussion on, yes, uh, a church on Sunday about um, someone from our congregation is going to be doing some siding. I said, Pastor Kevin and, and I should come over and help them out, and we would help you work on your hammering skills. And your hammering actually came up in that conversation. Did so. it? Yeah, yeah, not the greatest. We're going to connect you and our base camp with them as well, too, I think. Yes. And how about with the service project? So yes. we can come supervise, be comedic support. Something like that. I would appreciate it. I need well, puns. We'll be puns for it. We'll be the two studs of the <laughs> of the construction project. So I like it. There you go. If you're wondering where this podcast is going, get ready because here we go. Here we go. Yeah. No. Go. To orient you, listeners uh, listening in, obviously you can tell that 
Aaron's voice is absent uh, from this episode. Instead, I'm sitting with my, my good friend and colleague, Marcus Huff, director of Youth and Campus Ministry. Youth and Campus Ministry and uh, project doer on the side. Some side projects. Builder yeah. man. And, we're, and uh, that was my attempt to, to get us on the track of this sermon series that we're in, uh, which is uh, Rubble Restoration, uh, Building God's Way. Uh, so this is the sermon series where we're trekking with the exiles um, in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah about uh, how, how they went back to the promised land uh, to rebuild, uh, rebuild the temple, rebuild uh, Jerusalem, really. And, uh, and we're going to be using this sermon series to kind of talk about some of the stuff that's building mm-hmm. here, too. St. Peter and Paul, um, uh, excited for some things coming down the wire. But I didn't, uh, I didn't talk about any of those this last Sunday. No. Nope. Stay tuned. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming. But instead, I chose to uh, look backwards, yeah. actually, uh, as we started in these first couple chapters of Ezra, in part because I felt like it'd be helpful to get the context. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of took the drywall off, got it down to the studs, you know, went back to what are the bones, what are the roots, what are the bones of the structure? That's right. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know about you, man. I like growing up in the church and maybe like we didn't do sermon series when I was growing up. Okay. So I don't know that I ever got like a long sequence of like the, the story, you know, the yeah. narrative, except yeah. for maybe in like confirmation or something. Yeah, I think I always gravitated towards like Advent and Lent, where you actually walked with it, or I've always really appreciated, and we talked about it on a previous podcast, when we talked about Holy Week, where Pastor Aaron, you and myself were part of that one, but just that literal walking through Holy Week of mm. literally day, day, day in a row, and so much of hundreds of years pass, and 60 years, and I just met this character, and now he's dead, now he's third generation is showing up and like what's happening so i do appreciate looking and going what is the context what is this all flowing into and kind of walking through the series linearly just like in a row just to figure out what's happening with it and getting my bearings on it yeah exactly and and seeing the the bible too as like it actually is a congruent narrative like it is there's this large overarching story right uh, that's a part of it and uh and so uh, uh, we looked at the first couple chapters of Ezra and, uh, and set the stage a little bit. And, and so, so we can do the context here again just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the Israelites had been, well, they hadn't been going God's way. Yeah. Right? So they'd, been, <laughs> they'd not been living God's way. They'd been kind of going against him. Um, if you read the books of Kings uh, or Chronicles, you'll read like a lot of Kings. Some of them were good. Yeah. But most of them, it'll say, you know, they did evil in the sight of the Lord. That's yeah. like their, <laughs> this is the summary statement for all <laughs> that they did. So things were going in a bad way. God is basically like, I need an intervention. And that intervention took the shape of uh, a foreign army, the Babylonians, coming in, uh, conquering uh, uh, Jerusalem, exiling people from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Um, but especially nobility, higher class, people, Daniel, yeah. covered Daniel, right? So taking him into exile. Uh, and then 70 years is going to go by uh, for the exiles before God returns them. And, and so that's where Ezra 1 picked up, was in that proclamation of Cyrus. So he's the king at the time, 
of Persia. So it's no longer Babylon. It's now Persia. They've conquered the Babylonians. <laughs> See, this is why it gets so confusing. Um, but this guy Cyrus comes in. And we heard last week uh, in Aaron's sermon how God had like planned for this guy for like 150 years. Yeah. So before he was even born, God's always like, keep your eyes out for this guy Cyrus. He's coming. When he shows up, this is going to be good. So, so this exile was like a defining, this is a, this is a very significant point in the story of Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like Israel's story has some pretty big points. So like Exodus out of Egypt's a big one. Yeah. Uh, when they start having kings, that's new. So that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, but the exile, this is a, a huge uh, a moment uh, for them. Uh, uh, yeah, in terms of even the way they, I think, understand God. I appreciate the pause you had as you preached on it and about almost the irony of how we read that story, those chapters, and easily miss the bigness of what's happening in that moment Mm. um, about, you know, some of the fulfillment and the transition that's taking place. Um, Because we just look at it and go, wait, names changed again? Like, who's going, what's happening? And we've lost, I've already lost the narrative of what's going on and what's been fulfilled and God walking with them along this whole process. And yeah, just your attention to go, no, this is big. Let me help unpack this, why this is big. Let's go back and realize what's happening here. Yeah, know, yeah. So. And especially in those, so the second chapter of Ezra, all you get is just like a big long list of names. Yeah. You know, and those are always hard to read. <laughs> you come on, it's like, ah, just kind of skip it. Yeah. Um, but, but Unless you're about to have a baby, then you're like, is there anything here I can <laughs> use in this one? Big vibe. Is this a cool, like, old school, deep cut Bible name? Yeah, right. A lot of Old Testaments hard to pronounce. Yeah, Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Uh, that was kind of our guy on Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, but this list is kind of like, um, you know, it's a list of the POWs, like okay. coming back, you know? I mean, these yeah. guys were prisoners of war. Uh, you imagine, um, like, having received this list, you know, if you're back in Jerusalem, that's yeah. not how it worked. But if you had it, you'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. like my uncle's coming back. Yeah. You know? Um, or these, our neighbors are coming back. Um so yeah, there's there's kind of a lot of excitement going on. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I can't even fathom. I think I have that disconnect sometimes when I hear these these stories, these narratives, and going, huh. I often try to over relate maybe to some of this stuff versus just taking it as it as it is and just I don't know having empathy for the story in which it is and and just the bigness of what's happening and leaving it there. So totally, yeah. totally, yeah. So when you think about Looking back in that narrative, and we look at looking back at what this last year's looked like here for us, mm-hmm. um, there's been a lot of big transitions and events that have taken place. I mean, just over a year ago, you came here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're unloading. Pastor Aaron and I came over and helped move boxes in your house and right. get like, where do we put this? And life, life literally changed tremendously for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, for me, a very much a significant like moment in my history. Yeah. Of, well, wait, things were, you know, before that it was just like mostly education, you know, high school, college, seminary, right. uh, had a little time in between there where I worked, but yeah. But then into now like career life, you mm-hmm. know, um, <laughs> 
most of my life before this was south of whatever, you know, I don't know, parallel line we're in in, in the country. And yeah. now it's above it. Yeah. Um, you mean they didn't have a ruler down there about how many inches of snow? <laughs> that, that didn't exist? There wasn't, no, this, I they never. They didn't have that like on the arch in St. Louis, like markers, and they'll let you know how high the, no? No, never. Oh, man. Never. That is a big life change. Yeah. That is, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's been significant. And, and um, you know, when I came, uh, the day I was ordained, yeah. they did that mortgage burning outside. Yeah. So that was kind of like a narrative I was stepping into. You know, I wasn't right. really, it's not necessarily my story. I get to kind of come in at a pretty exciting time of yeah. it. Um, but, I mean, that would have been, is it 2009 that we came into this building, I want to say? I believe so. so yeah. you know, it's before going, both of us. Yeah, and even Aaron. And it's, it's stuff like that with some of those dates. It's so humbling to be part of a church that was founded in 1867 and how much newness has shifted and us being newer and even Pastor Aaron being here for over 10 years, yeah, 11 years. 11 years now. And um, all these stages and pieces, you know, and Pastor Paul and Pastor Dave, and it's neat to have even this rich history around us still and the support that they've been to myself and my family and those interactions is is really, really unique. And so much of this happens, but we keep moving forward. There's so much new building going on and we definitely work on the shoulders and the respect of what has been done. Mm -hmm. And, but in some ways operating going, I don't really get the struggles of that transition or the faith that took place to um, take on the amount of debt that they did to get this acreage and the building projects and the vision for all of that as well, Mm. too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if COVID time this last year was anything similar to that or not, but I mean, there was a faithfulness of installing a new pastor and paying off our mortgage and walking into that going... God's provided all the way through in amazing ways. And okay, we're not necessarily gathering in person, but we have another pastor and how do we do this and how do we keep it going and what happens with it too? And God's been very faithful and this congregation has been super supportive and generous and welcoming. And and yeah, we're turning, looking forward to returning to some of these ministries in the Mm -hmm. fall Mm -hmm. and expanding and and adapting and shifting and molding and all this kind of cool growth stuff that's going in and he'll be faithful in all of it too. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that was something I really wanted to draw out uh, in the sermon um, was that like God's faithfulness, it isn't, it isn't only in the good times, right? right? Like he's, he's here for us. He's here with us in all of it. Yeah. Um, present, past, future. Like, uh, so the people are in exile, you know, they're cast out of their, of their homeland. It's, it's not an easy season, no. but God, um, he's, he kind of drips, uh, you know, little, little, uh, clues or hints of like, Hey, I'm, I'm still with you. Yep. Um, he, uh, you prophesied through Isaiah. That's what we talked about last week of this. Hey, Cyrus is going to come. He's going to release you. There's yeah. going to be a return. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremiah, he's another prophet. He was actually a prophet when uh, Babylon came and destroyed wow. Jerusalem. 
So, and he actually uh, kind of experiences some of the oppression and the slavery bits. Right. He gets thrown in a pit uh, for a while. And, um, but Jeremiah, he not only prophesied about that destruction that was going to happen, but he actually wrote a letter to mm. the exiles. And that's what we read in uh, uh, one of our readings was Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29. Okay. And in that, it's like, it's a verse that we've all heard probably a handful of times, right? Mm -hmm. I know the plans I have for you. Right. You know, God says plans to give you, you know, fortunes and these kinds of things. And, and sometimes like you see that verse uh, around, you know, me on a t-shirt mm -hmm. or at, at a time in people's lives. And it's usually when things are going kind of in like a promising direction. Right. You know, like you just graduated. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, so many possibilities. Right. And it's like, I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. You know? But in the history of it, you know, in the context, Jeremiah's writing this when they're going into slavery. Right. You know, there's not open-ended possibilities. It's kind of like, yeah, you know? Everything's been stripped away. Fear is running rampant. Yes. Survival is at its maximum. And he's saying... God's plans for you. It's going to be opposite what you see right now. Exactly. What a hard pill to swallow. Like, what a hard thing to, like, have be praised in front of you and to rest in that mm -hmm. and lean into that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want to know everything that's going on. I mean, we're control hungry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's, like, it's always easy. And I even felt this way when I was talking about some of these big events um, in our history in our yep. past even during covid like these were amazing things that were happening and those are the ones that we gravitate to right yeah because it feels like oh god's in this god's in this um but but he i mean he was in the middle of the pandemic too yeah you know definitely that didn't that didn't stop him from uh breathing into our lives from giving us breath mm -hmm. i think for many I, I, like i've heard people talk about covid being a time where actually kind of so jeremiah writes that letter you know, I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. And then he also says that um, God's doing this so that the people will turn, seek him, find him, yeah. uh, kind of receive from him what he wanted for them. And it's, it's like hard to think of like they needed the destruction of Jerusalem for that <laughs> to happen. Right. But in some ways, COVID uh, uh, in the pandemic, you know, I think it, it did put a lot of things in perspective. There was a lot more we couldn't take for granted. Right. And um, I know for some... It, maybe it did. Maybe it did cut a little bit of the relationship they had with a church, you know. Yeah. But for others, it actually drove them into like more a deep spiritual engagement because it's kind of like, well, I, I need it now, you know. Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, if nothing else, it became a mirror of where do you turn in struggle. Mm. I mean, the year was to some people a disruption, some other to other people was tragedy. I mean, even. All, all our shared experience in this season is so diverse in that, but how did we work through it? Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting for me to look through my own year of it and go, oh, I had some healthy responses and I had some very unhealthy responses to it. And, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not all, I just it got my straight A and I trusted in God the whole time and everything was out great. And mm -hmm. there's many times going like, ah, our youth can't meet. Oh, Michigan Tech's online. Half the I, students are gone. Like, what is happening right now? Or even like, I'm, I'm down in, uh, what, Detroit? or where, yeah, where yeah, are you? yeah, yeah. We were in Detroit with, like, borders started closing globally, and we cut the mission trip short and came back, and, and we never seen anything like this before, and mixed yeah. feedback if we should or shouldn't, and Michigan Tech didn't, never, didn't resume that, you know, and in person for I don't know how many semesters. So, yeah, life changed a lot 
yeah. in that. And in some ways in the beginning of it, I mean, with some of the, I think of our programming and our interaction, the youth really enjoyed it. Like we had, we had baking with Marcus and we did like Zoom baking show fun stuff and talk faith and how God creates and our ingredients and diversities. And we pulled it together and like 22 people watched me bake a cake on, on Zoom. <laughs> Fast forward like five weeks and it was like three. We were all like Zoomed out. You know, oh, I was just yeah. like, I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to web anything anymore in that direction too and so that i mean even those things were big shifts from a programmatic look at, at what that looked like in our own lives but mm. you know having having a son during the season of covid and right. family being able or not being able to travel and the fears surrounding that and um lots of things so yeah but yeah, I, I had uh, seen a, a post, um, this was back in March, it was when uh, we were coming kind of on the anniversary of the pandemic, Yeah. and uh, it was kind of the question of, like, do you celebrate, a, you know, an anniversary, or how do you, right. how would you celebrate pandemic anniversary, and um, a couple of things that uh, the author said was, one was, like, mourn, hmm. you know, grieve those things, right, like, there was a lot of loss mm-hmm. in COVID, whether it was those, like, relational moments that, yeah. You normally we would be excited about and yeah. have, you know, birthdays and, and trips together, a lot of vacations that got canceled or um, graduations. Yeah. Uh, but then he said, but then give thanks. Uh, and, you know, kind of his point was, if you're reading this, like, look, you've, you've made it this far. Yeah. Like God was with you. God did, you know, he, he, he still has <laughs> preserved us. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a question there for a while of, how, I mean, just how expansive or, or difficult or, you know, um, when most of the time I think we were all thinking, oh, it's going to end in like a couple of weeks. Right. In a couple of weeks. Yeah. Then we finally got to his own. I was like, well, it's not going to be a couple of weeks. So I don't know when it'll be, but right. we all kind of, we all kind of held on to a hope that it would end. And of course we're still kind of, I mean, living somewhat in the wake of yeah. it. Um, uh, so I don't want to pretend that it's ended, but, um, but God has been, yeah, God's been faithful in it all. Uh, and we're almost invited into the narrative of God is sovereign. This life on earth is full of unknowns. Don't panic. Don't fear. I've got this, God. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that, that narrative. Like, we, all, mm-hmm. we want to put time stamps onto it. Or even I'm thinking in our conversation now, look, looking at the last year, the Israelites must be looking at us going like, well, isn't that nice, you two? A year? Let's talk about exile and hardship. You know, mm-hmm. like generations of this where if they did not teach and train and equip they wouldn't know how to rebuild and restore Mm. their identity the temple and all of this because it had been so long yeah and stuff had been stripped away and i mean for them to dig through the archives to figure out what do i do with this and what do i use this for and stuff like that as well like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and we're two relatively young guys at the same time too i mean there's probably men and women that have lived two or three of our lifetimes that look back on God's faithfulness and what that looks like over right. that 20, 30 year spans where it felt dry or dark or hopeless. And they can look back at it, hopefully from a healthier spot or things did turn and God's face showed up in a different way and they could go and go, he was with us. It's almost like the footprints mm. poem, you know, and mm-hmm, just... Mm-hmm. It is, it is there. It does look like that. So, 
Yeah, and that actually, like what you just described, is the exact way that the Old Testament talks about hope, or the mm. Bible really talks about hope. Yeah. That it's not rooted in like some sort of blind optimism mm -hmm. for the future, but it's actually rooted in like the concrete activity of God in the past. That's awesome. Right? So like, yeah, that's the whole notion of, you know, you, you can't really know where you're going unless right. you know where you've been. Um, like if you look back, look at God's faithfulness in your life, like chalk up the stories, count them, count the blessings, I guess. Yeah. You know, people say, and, and that's what um, you see in scripture, even in, in the Psalms, they'll look back to God's activity uh, for their people coming out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um uh, yeah, you, you look at, uh, uh, yeah, anytime they're looking for, for hope in the future, it's rooted in what God has already done in the past. And then it, I mean, it's, it's faith at that point, right? Because right. you don't know what's going to happen next. Right. <laughs> but his character is true. His character right. is unchanging, unwavering, and you can rest in that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, probably people say we, we don't value character nearly as much today as what was there, but um, it's, it's huge. Someone's character, you know, if they're going to show up, you can count on it, you know, or yeah. if they aren't, something's going on, but they'll get there mm. and love, you know, so you think of the character of God, I think of, uh, slow to anger, abounding in love, mm. just, you know, vengeful, like there's like a lot of the really nice ones. And there's like <laughs> the other ones that like the Israelites are rocking through too. And, yeah. and, Going, but the harmony of all that together creates the diversity and beauty and strength and power and cuddliness that we want in, in a loving, just God. Yeah, but in the consistency of it, too, that yeah. these are his, that's who he is consistently, reliably. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I don't know, we got this story, we're just getting into it yeah. uh, with Ezra and Nehemiah, uh, we'll keep tracking with him and see where they go, but... Uh, yeah, we would invite you, listeners, uh, if you've made it this far, think about your own story. I mean, just think back to your own life. Um, maybe chalk up, write down a couple key moments in your life where, you know, man, the chips really felt <laughs> down. Things did not seem like they were going to work out. Yeah. And they did. Or even the ones that you're stuck in right now where you're not sure where your story is going. Mm. How does this fit into it? Put it in your Bible with the hopes that you'll open up your Bible daily, weekly, yearly, look back at those notes in a couple of years and maybe be able to answer and respond to it. Or maybe it's a quick comment of still waiting, mm. you know, 2021. And then maybe later on, it's like, oh, fulfilled beyond my dreams. Or I still want to have a conversation with God about this whole thing. <laughs> like, what is going on with it, too? But, mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, write, write that down. Journal it. Mark it up and see it. Yep. Um, help create some of those individual markers in your life to see God's fulfillment. Because, I don't know about you, I forget about those stages <laughs> and steps. Or you, we can either swing one way. Everything is, is overwhelmingly overwhelming. Yep. And we can't see anything outside of that. Mm -hmm. Or we get in these good cycles where it's good and we forget the depth of the darkness and trajectory where we thought things were going and right. the fear of it or just how little the response was going to be and how much God blew us away with it. And 
we just take that high and write it till the next one and the next one, you know, and just we forget <laughs> that, you know, and yeah. so I appreciate going through the Old Testament narratives because you get those big roller coaster highs and drops that you would never expect. And then those climbs that just keep coming and coming bigger than you ever expect. And then that view and then here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Old Testament it, is a roller coaster. And yeah. God is faithful that whole time. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. So. Well, buddy, it's been a pleasure conversating with you. You too, man. Good luck on all your building projects. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, if you need a stud, go to the hardware store. <laughs> I don't know what a stud is. <laughs> Two by four, Kevin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>